Hey everybody, I am joined by Danny Doring right now. You know him from his time in ECW. Coming up this weekend, he has a shot at the ISPW Championship. He's going to be facing off with Bull James at Christmas Chaos. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing today? Good, good. Uh, like you mentioned uh, a, a few moments ago, just trying to get through the day, finish up. <laughs> Yes, sir. That's what it's all about sometimes. Yep. So you have this title match. Uh, I, I want to start by talking about that. Uh, you you attacked Bull James. Uh, there's, you know, some real life elements in that. Uh, but then there's a promo that was posted afterwards. And, you know, just talking about why you attacked him. And, you know, it, it's... Is it different for you cutting promos for social media just because you you know you were geared towards television and live events when you were do, starting out with ECW but this is reaching an, a new audience or at least you know more more opportunity to see it because when it aired on television you know it was kind of like it aired in syndication and then it was gone but uh do do you look at the presentation any differently now that you know you have an option to really sell a story on social media well there's a lot of different aspects to that so i mean you know normally you know back in those days when i was doing it for tv it was it was under direction so very character driven almost scripted to a point you know it was very little wiggle room for us to be creative in those days and uh obviously uh even for a, a guy like roadkill who obviously knows more than one word um but you know with this new age and, and and social media and everything is and and the fact that i don't really have any restraints on on what i can do creatively so it's just kind of like uh this is where we're doing this is the direction we're going here's the ball and uh so in that in that respect i, I kind of i kind of can just be creative and what we did after the show was after the matches i wanted the camera directly on me post-match it wasn't an hour later or pre-tape or anything i wanted uh i wanted to almost I, you know i, I don't want to use the word um um method acting but i i like to be in that moment that way i can feel what i'm doing in that moment so i think comes across more genuine and creative in that moment and that's kind of been the freedom that i've been able to uh to 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 go with in this, in this new age era of social media promos trying to stay away from doing them in my car like everybody else does that's what i see in my timeline a lot it drives me crazy uh i i do see that a lot i i assume that uh like me they live in noisy houses with kids and that's like the quietest place they can go so i i, I don't criticize too much but i i certainly uh think maybe a, a backdrop or something might help sometimes yeah i just feel like it's 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 overdone you know like for a quick psa for a show yeah but i feel like almost everyone i see online is is somebody driving to like you know uh the grocery store to get something in me oh by the way here's my wrestling promo here's my thoughts on my opponent this friday night you know what i mean yeah. Yeah. i just think it takes away from the uh making it special for um the consumer the audience uh the people that we're trying to entertain and reach and i i i i still have a little bit of an old school mentality that way in that i like to keep it kind of try to make it as you know as special as i can for that person to have them 
you know, whatever money they spent on a ticket to see whoever they came to see that night, try to make them, uh, make it a special moment for them, something that they'll, they'll grow up and maybe they'll, they'll, they'll take and, and remember forever. Like, you know, like I did when I saw my first show as a kid. Yeah. And you know, one, th- one other thing I, I noticed, uh, ISPW's billing you under your real name. Um, some people might not know that Doring's not your real last name. Uh, just, you know, kind of like you said, roadkill knows more than one word. Maybe people don't know, you know, (laughs) maybe people don't know Doring's not your real name, but, uh, you know, can you just talk about, um, why the switch and maybe like, where did Doring come from in the first place? Doring was a vehicle to get me on TV. Uh, I was very, I came up through ECW. I didn't come up through the independence. I went to the ECW school. So I, I was born and bred, cut my teeth through that organization, the people involved with it. So, you know, after being in team Taz, Doring was a way to get me on, on, you know, in the ring in front of people. So when I would just do my basic move set that I was learning at the school and for an ECW audience, that was no, that was boring. Nobody wanted to see snap mares and chin locks and headlocks and top wrist locks and stuff. So when I would do those things, they would chant boring. And the as the character went, I would, I would acknowledge that they were screaming my name and then I would get beat by whoever's finisher or roll up or what have you. So it was just really a vehicle. And, 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 and as I progressed and as the character progressed and as we progressed as performers, it just, we just kept the name and uh, tweak some things and switch some things around. Danny Morrison is my real name. That's the name that I used, you know, for everything early on in my career when, when I was doing some stuff, uh, early matches and, um, you know, anything I've done, you know, athletically is, you know, uh, my real name and I have a, I have a pretty good athletic background. So, and a pretty accomplished athlete. So I, I have, uh, I, I, I'm going back to that cause I feel, I feel like the fact that I can still do what I can do at the level I can do it at, it's commendable. And that's not ego. That's just how I feel. And I feel like, I feel like the ECW thing is, is cashing in is cheap heat is a low hanging fruit. I just feel like, you know, I don't even have it on my Twitter handle, really. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't claim that. I just feel like I want to be, you know, these last few years, I do anything in professional wrestling. I just want to do it as myself and not a, a name in ECW or especially the character uh, that I played in ECW. So I'm just kind of just going in a different direction. And ISPW came, came up to me with the idea and I was kind of like, you know, let's, let's go with it. Let's, let's, let's really run with it and see where, see where it goes. One thing uh, I, I did want to touch on, this is, uh, I think it was it six days ago, uh, you won the ECW Tag Team Championship uh, December 3rd, uh, 2000, so 21 years ago. Any fond memories just looking back on that moment? Like, Oh, absolutely. You know, you you work so hard to get to a point where you're going to uh, – you're going to win, you know, you're going to win the championships and the work that you put in with your partner and the paying the dues and the up and down the roads and, uh, pinching pennies just to, you know, to eat or sleep or, you know, all those things that you've been through, it it culminates right there really. Uh, as far as, and all the work you put in with your partner to get to that moment, the hours at the school, the training, the coming up with tag moves and, um, all those kinds of things and to do it in New York city, 
where it was close enough where we can have all of our family and friends there. It was, it's a pretty, I mean, you know, nothing storybook is pretty as storybook as it gets for, uh, for an athlete. So mm-hmm. just that itself and, and, and wrestling our favorite opponents, which were, uh, Guido Mamaluke with big Sal was, was, you know, and we knew we couldn't have a bad match with him if we wanted to. So that's that whole day in itself was, was, was pretty spectacular. You also have the distinction of being the final ECW tag team champions. You, you held the titles until the company closed, but, uh, do you, do you have any like idea of where maybe you guys were going or any idea of like what you saw for the team moving forward? If the company stayed in it, you know, open. I feel like uh, actually that would have been that would have been like I said the culmination of all that work. I don't know that we were a vehicle built to be a um, a lifelong tag team like the Dudley Boys or Eliminators or Road Warriors or any of those teams, Hardy Boys that that you know that were you know I think that was going to be pretty much it. I think that was going to be. We were going to probably go from there, start going in a different direction where we went to singles, um, probably with a heel turn, probably by me because Roadkill was such a such a like, like a fascination with the people, and he was so over. It probably would have been a, and I think they started to plant the seeds for that, and um, we just never got to it. So you know, we have the we have that we have that distinct um, title of being the last champions and the team that never broke up and all that kind of stuff. So it's cool, but I think that would have been the culmination of it all which would have led to other things and it would have been interesting to see where we went from there but uh as as time and history has told us that was uh that was it i know the dudleys get a lot of the attention you know most of the time and then the eliminators the pitbulls but you know especially me as like a a fan who kind of found ecw towards the end uh especially like uh, right before the TNN era started. But like you look at teams like you and Roadkill and uh, Nova and Chris Chetty. Uh, I'll, I'll even throw out the Unholy Alliance there. Like there's some really, really gr- like good tag teams, whether, you know, you think that it was a long-term thing, but I really feel like toward towards the end, like there was a lot of underappreciated teams towards the end that maybe aren't talked enough because of, the other characters that came before them. Did you ever feel like that way too? Or- oh, absolutely. We, we, we could have went to anywhere after that with ECW and, and, and retold the whole story or re reimagined it. Uh, but the tag teams at that time were tremendous tag teams. You had, you know, like you said, the unholy Alliance, who we were supposed to wrestle at the next pay-per-view, which I thought would have been spectacular. Uh, you had, you had, you know, you had the FBI still there. You, you, you know, you had the Baldies. You had, you know, you had a like just a bunch of teams that were just like you know. You had uh, Christian York and Joey Matthews coming up from the bottom, and we all know, you know, you know Joey Matthews wanted to be a tremendous tag team wrestler in his own right. So I mean, there was a lot of stuff going on there that if the company would have survived, there would have been a lot of direction for us to go. Um, but like, I think if ECW would have carried on, I don't know that. Um, I don't know that we would have been uh, Roadkill and Danny Doring would have been a uh, a long running team at that point because we had been together for so long and I think we just would have went different ways. But if we would have been went somewhere else, I think we could have retold that whole story from scratch and did it all over from the bottom up. But 
again, as history's told us, uh, it is what it is, and we are where we are. We got together for Christmas Chaos. That's the the upcoming event. Uh, I'll, I'll close it with this. Uh, probably, probably the most fun question so far. But what's your favorite okay, Christmas okay. movie? That's a good one. I'll put um, you on the spot. Christmas Story. <laughs> I'm showing my age. A Christmas Story. Hey, it's a but solid pick. I gotta say, man, like you know, like Elf is up there, and every uh, you know is 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 up there. But I, I gotta tell people, this is not a popular choice, and a lot of people will come down to me at this. But Friday After Next is a very underrated Christmas movie. I don't care what anybody else says. I watch it at least ten times a season. I what like about it. you? I like it. Uh, I I I go with Home Alone for my top pick, and then I always say Jingle all the way. But uh, Elf. I'll agree with you there. And Friday after next is, you know, that's an underappreciated one too. It is a Christmas movie. I'd argue it's the best of the three, the best of the three Friday movies. I, I and 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 that also gets me in a lot of arguments with people. But <laughs> you know, I'm an outlander that way. I I, uh, <laughs> I really think like that's that's and I'm not that's not even a joke. I really feel I I, I actually just enjoy the Friday movies. I enjoy the, the the I enjoy the first one, which everybody loves the most, the least. You know, just like I'm a, I'm a leprechaun guy as far as horror movie classics go. I just who you know, just who I am. You know, I just, uh, I just feel that you know Michael Myers and Jason and, um, you know, they have no, they have no personality. They got no charisma. It's hard to get behind a guy like that. He just hatches people up. What's what are we, what are we doing? Isn't it? Draw me in, man. Give me something. Give me some personality. Give me some Freddy Krueger. Give me some leprechaun. Uh, you know, I just uh, just how I swing things, you know. But so like, I just feel like, uh, as far as that goes, and there's some other holiday movies. I'm probably forgetting a few that I that I that I enjoy. But uh, th- those Christmas stories always been always been uh, top notch in my house. Yeah, yeah. I, I every year, no matter what, I'll put it down and at least try to watch whether I make make it through a whole showing on TNT or not. I'll at least have it on at some point during the day. It's always there. So. 24 hours of a Christmas story and nobody nobody else in my house watches it. I got three kids and a wife and nobody watches it. I'm going to I'm probably going to have to fight with mine, but you know, I, I always try. I'm like, "Oh, come on." <laughs> like now I think they're old enough to appreciate it cuz it's the magic of Christmas and they're kind of at that age where, you know, maybe they'll pay attention and I don't know. Yeah, you know, you know it's funny. I just watched, yeah, but like I just watched Eight Bit Christmas, which is Neil Patrick Harris, and and I don't know, like I'm old enough to remember the Super the Nintendo when it came out, and I'm also old enough to remember I didn't get one on Christmas morning, but I got several of the games. But the Nintendo, I guess, didn't come in. Santa's elves couldn't make it fast enough, <laughs> so I didn't actually get the system. So watching that movie brought back, which is based around the kids trying to get the system, yeah. or at the time the enter it was an entertainment system, not a video game console, um, was was pretty nostalgic for me. So that that was a pretty cool one. I think it ties in like you know, so kids today could watch it and get it. Um, but like that was pretty cool, and I, my kids actually sat and watched that with me, which was cool. But um, you yeah, know, so that was that was that was a, that was a that was a pretty a decent little uh, um, newish, I guess, Christmas movie or holiday movie, however you want to say it. Yeah, yeah, that's on. I have it on my queue. It's on HBO Max, so I'm, I'm hoping yeah, to decent. catch that out it's soon. Decent. Christmas Chaos. You could check Danny Doring out. Danny Morrison facing <laughs> superstar gold. Danny Morrison. I'm gonna call my shot like I normally do. I've done it my whole life. I always did what I said was what I was going to do. And this Friday night, Butler, New Jersey, I'm going to take away the ISPW Heavyweight Championship from Bull James. 
and it will be mine. Lock, stock, and barrel, baby. <laughs>